This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was board games. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 142. 142, Bill. Adam, you and I are just coming off recording our first episode of Q&A with B&A. And it was a ton of fun. It was. It was really, really great. I mean, I love fun-sized. Yes. I loved it. I love performing it. I love buying candy. I love eating candy. the candy. We love eating candy, picking it out of our teeth afterwards. I'm not going to lie. Q&A with B&A feels like a more natural use <laughs> of Billy and Adam. <laughs> After recording it, I was like, well, that felt, well, that felt right. right. Yeah. That felt like an appropriate use of our time and exactly, minds. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And just to just to kind of reiterate, um, this is our new Patreon endeavor, right. uh, Q&A with B&A, where we are essentially uh, – it's essentially an AMA. Right. <laughs> AMA. Yeah. A lot of our parents, aunts, and uncles who might listen to the show don't know what an AMA is. That's right. Uh, like AMA to? was, I think, a, a genre of Reddit thread that uh, essentially stands for Ask Me Anything. That's and it's right. it's just when people go online and it's just – we're, we're – Open books. Right. Ask us anything. We'll answer honestly. So if you go to patreon.com slash nojokepod, you've heard me say that again. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash nojokepod. Yes. You will be able to now hear our newest podcast. And dare I say it's a good one. It is. Q&A with B&A. Yep. We answered some questions about writing, the yep. writing process, choosing your own ideas. We also answered some questions about sports apparel. About Adidas specifically. We are here to answer any questions you might have. Email us at nojokepod at gmail.com. As silly or as serious as you want us to be, we're here to be honest with you. But we would love it for you to sign up one more time q a with b and a it's on patreon.com slash no joke pod five dollars a month yep we, we think you'll like it absolutely it's episode 142 adam yes billy episode 141 was about frequencies with bennett Williamson. had our good 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 professorial friend bennett on we were talking about how he was just such a natural born teacher hmm. bennett is so smart yeah He's so giving and generous with his knowledge and information what he's like one of the more well-rounded, intelligent people that I, I know. <laughs> he is. He's very yeah. professorial. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, aspects of episode 141, yes. the Frequencies episode, yes. is when Bennett says Bill. Bill. He says Bill a few times he throughout. Does. In this really, like, fatherly way. He does. This really, like, he's holding my hand, yes. and he's like, well, let me answer that question, <laughs> Bill. And I'm just like, you sweet professor. Yes. You really are caring about the student. Uh, yes. You're really engaging with the student it, who was me. It's so funny how that is like one of like the oldest, not a trick, but like it is one of the oldest sort of psychological quote unquote tricks in the book. It's right. Like, it's that Tom Cruise thing. Have you heard that thing about Tom Cruise? That he is so, like, he's almost like like psychotically militantly adamant about learning everyone's name that he ever meets. Got it. And he will like do this weird Scientologist kind of thing where right. he's like, if you're interested, you're like, hi, Tom, I'm Billy. He's like, Billy, B-I-L-L-Y, Billy. Cool. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, and, but the thing is, it like, and you're Tom, yeah. W-E-I-R-D-O, Tom. <laughs> exactly. Right. But it like works and it just like locks into his brain and then forever he remembers your name. Yeah. Growing up, yeah. I thought that like the goal was to be a CEO. Like yeah. I didn't know what a hero looked like exactly, <laughs> but like I knew that like if you were a CEO, I'm seven. Yeah. If you're a CEO, you like did enough things right. That's good. Okay. Okay, so yeah, yeah. maybe. The, so, how do people become CEOs yes. in the seven-year-old mind of Billy Scafuri? Yes. 
Yes. You learned everyone's name. I still think that applies. Like, dads and dads' friends love giving advice to kids saying, hey, if you ever want to be a CEO or a big shot in the business world, you got to remember everyone's name. And, like, it's super cliched, and it is worthy of an eye roll, but now that I'm 35, I'm, like, approaching that dad level. Like, right. I think that's true. Right. <laughs> I right. think that that weirdly is true. And it's just feel because it feels nice when someone's like, Bill. Right. It's just like it oh, feels God. warm. Does it feel nice or does it feel like, shit, now I have to I'm learn their name? Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yes. Right. I would say that now, because I'm so glued to my phone, yes. much like the rest of the world is, I'm not going to learn a new person's name yes. until I see a social media handle yes. that is attached to them. And yes. then I will think about the social media handle that they gave themselves. Isn't that weird? And then I will start just calling them that instead of their name. Yes. That is weird. And that is true. It's almost easier for me to think of Bennett as Bennett for Senate as right. it is in thinking of him as Bennett. Here's a good example. Yeah. When I started coaching the leases, I met 14 new women. Yeah. Women I never met before, yeah. but I knew that as a basketball coach, first things first, you have to know their names. Got to. You got to remember Come them. Come on now. It's can't you, you can't just say, hey, redhead, go down the lane. That's your team. That's your family. That's rude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I would just look at all of their Instagram pages over and yeah. over and over again yeah. just to see the words on the page. Yes. I now know six of their names. <laughs> <laughs> Five years later, Bill has learned six yeah, names. There's 55 players on the team. Right. <laughs> uh, well, this all started because I said that Bennett said my name throughout the episode. That's right. And uh, he also did another thing, Adam. What a sweet thing he did for us. He gave third... us a gift. And we get a lot of gifts here at No Joke. Not to brag, but we get a lot of gifts here at the No Joke podcast. I could barely see you over the boxes of <laughs> gifts right now. of gifts in front of of us right now. Right. But Bennett, who is an avid listener and an avid fan and a thoughtful, thoughtful man. Sweet guy. Such a sweet guy. Right. He got us a board game. Right. But not just any board game. He got us Wallet, wallet the, the board <laughs> game. And it's not Wallets, Adam. Just one? I believe it's Wallet the board Absolutely game. Absolutely unbelievable, Bennett. Wallet. <laughs> Man, what a hero. Yes. We have yet to play it. We will certainly be playing it maybe on the podcast. Correct. Maybe. Maybe. Who can say? Who can say? Who could say? We still have to have a female wallet come on the show first. Correct. Wallets Part 3 Absolutely. will feature a female wallet Little at some gender point. Equity there. Totally. Okay. Right. Worth doing. But we got a board game. Yep. And we decided, why not dig into more about the world of board games? Board games. We've all played them. Analog entertainment, pre-digital. They bring out the best and mostly the worst <laughs> in <Yeah>. people. <laughs> the board games and competition in general. It is true. It's rare that someone who doesn't have competition in their life yes. and then has to play a board game, they don't usually know how to compete that and play it cool. Well said, Bill. Right. You and I are sort of, we are so, you. I think like growing up at, in sports and sure. by playing sports, it is like we are used to swimming in the pool of gentle, light, friend, the notion of friendly competition. Right. Because those two things are a little bit, those two, it's a bit of a paradox in terms, a friendly competition. Right. But it's like, I agree with you. That One's relationship to competition. Yeah. We're also actors and writers who are constantly like getting rejected from every yeah. job we go out for. Yes. So there starts to become a scale of like, oh, if I'm always competing, this board game isn't that important to me. Yes. But for other people who have steady lives. That's right. And they just, five jobs they and... know what every day will look That's like. That's right. This competition, this board game provides a little bit of like a spice in their life. Exactly. They might lose their minds. A little competitive fire. But I don't know. That might not be us. Maybe not. I yeah. think for the most part, we're cool and comic collected. I think we're pretty collected. But did we start there? The first act of the No Joke podcast. Yes. Today we're talking about board games. Yes. Adam, did your family play board games? Was there a few that you played or didn't play? 
There, we weren't like a board game pl- – like as a family, we're going to play Monopoly. Okay. We never really did that. Okay. We would play – it would extend a little bit to cards. I don't okay. know if you want to sort of loop in co- like Uno. Well, this is the say. beginning, so yeah. let's just see what games were your family playing. That's right. So we were Uno heads for the okay. most part. Like we were pretty hard Uno heads. We would play Hearts a lot together, like the four of us. We okay. would play Hearts because I think my Nana, my mom's mom was a big Hearts fan. So like my – there was like a bit of a minor tradition of playing Hearts with Nana. So That's that nice. kind of bled over intergenerationally. Okay. So we were heartsing, we were Unoing pretty hardcore, and Uno was so family friendly and very user friendly. And as well. you Uno is you have to put a number on top of the same number or one higher, or the color on top of the same color. So you have the color option or the number option. Very basic. You need two pairs, or you, those are your two options to put a card down. Correct. Okay, got it. And it's essentially whoever gets rid of their cards first wins. And okay. when you have just the one card left, you have to say in Spanish. Uno. Got it. In Spanish. In Spanish. That's important. It's just a little bridge to the bilingual. Got it was it. our first little introduction to the language of Spanish. And was the family competitive? Did, did like, dad want to win? No. Okay. We were very, very chill. Right. My, uh, uh, and, like, it's funny that you mentioned this, and I don't want to get off too much on a tangent, but I think my father and I are similar in this way in that we, my dad, we've talked about this, grew up sports athlete. So mm-hmm. he definitely has a little bit of a competitive fire. He in knows his... what it feels like to win. Exactly. Like, he just got it in his belly. He's right. a chill dude, very chill, very relaxed, incredibly non-confrontational, kind, friendly, warm, loving, all the rest. But there's a little fire in the belly. It's in all of our it's bellies. It's just like in the belly. Sure. It wouldn't really come out during board games as a kid, but there have been a few instances i remember one specifically on cape cod where we were playing just like beach racket but like tennis beach tennis okay. together hey with like another with like another family uh with whom we were on vacation with and just like he and i for whatever reason just this one sunday afternoon on vacation like decided together to take it serious what does that look like it just like like, like a meeting before it's like yo let's win this one n- no 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 we were again it was me and my friend evan against my dad oh, and the other could, dad that could get ugly generational that could get competitive Gen- and ugly letting things out that have been suppressed for a while or, has nothing to do with beach tennis and, uh, like, all, and like not even like being suppressed for a while it's not like my father and i have a fraught relationship it was just like this is the new time for the new guard dad like right. I'm 17 like old man like we're gonna beat you at beach tennis right Yikes. now and like all of a sudden i was very competitive invested and that made him very really? competitive and invested it was like this is one day one time we're this talking beach tennis there's not even a net no way correct we, no way we drew the the court with in with the rackets themselves got, got it dude got it the <laughs> yeah, board like, game in this scenario was the sand. It was the sand. The board yes. was the sand. Yeah. So we didn't get terribly competitive in board games. Is the is Did you the... win that match? No, we did not. Dad won. They did. He put me right in my place. When I'm a dad put and me... my son or daughter becomes competitive with me, yeah. I too would like to beat them at whatever <laughs> yes. we're doing. Now, what board games were being banded about in the Scafuri household? So we had the Monopoly. Yes. We had the classic Monopoly. Yes. Uh, Monopoly was, we all knew going in that Monopoly is a problematic game. It takes Because it shows people spending habits. Oh, that's interesting. Spend, and my parents parents have different spending habits. Isn't that interesting? One likes to save, one likes to spend. <laughs> one is kind of a little more, a uh, little less spontaneous with yeah. the money. One is saying, like, we don't need that right yeah. now. <laughs> and those things come to a head. They do. Because it's like, Frank, why wouldn't you buy the hotel? <laughs> Like, why wouldn't you buy the hotel? Like, real life stakes. It's like, it's Park Place. We can't afford a hotel on Park Place, Marianne. It's just like, Frank, get Baltic Avenue. It's $60. You yeah. start with 1000 Get Baltic Avenue. That's so funny, though. So we played that for a while, but I could always tell that it was a little fraught. That's hilarious. A little fraught. That's so funny. Um, another game that we had was Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> Trivial Pursuit. And we would play board games. Make no mistake. Yeah. Uh, Trivial Pursuit, however, the game that we had was, I think, my grandma's Trivial Pursuit. Old facts. And old facts, old trivia. Old tri- 
to the point where no one in my family, parents included, <laughs> had any reference point to playing. Yes. So that became the joke yes. for our family. And we would play it for an hour. That's so funny. Where we would like roll the dice, move the pieces, be like, okay, arts and leisure. That's so funny. And it would be a question from 1930, and no one would ever get the colors right. Even and we would Piaf's first cousin, you're you like, get I don't know. Right. I don't know. So we played that game. That's so funny, Bill. That was great because there was... there. You literally, intelligent-wise, couldn't win. Yes. No one knew the facts, but we would break it out. We'd yes. set out all the pieces. We'd unfold it. Yes. So my family had a very kind of like funny relationship yes. to board games. Yes. There was also like when we would go on like a vacation. I was eight or nine. Yes. We would always go to the lobby of the hotel or the bed and breakfast, say, do you have any board games? Oh. We would take that board game, bring so it back to the room. Lovely. Not read the instructions and make up our own rules. Dive. Oh, come on, Bill. That's yeah. fun. It's a fun. Get out of here. We had a fun family relationship with board games, I think, that they created. Our family... And it sounds like yours, too, did a lot of things around the dinner table. Yeah. It created a great dynamic of just, like, consistency and schedule yes. and family and fun. Yes. And just a reason to hang out. Yes. And board games usually came after yes. dinner. Well, knowing your parents as well as I do, they're both incredibly warm, loving, and fun people. And your dad, in particular, has a flair for the silly. Right. So I would imagine. <laughs> He's more than happy to not read the instructions yeah, like, and make up his own rules. Exactly. It almost seems like Frank pref would prefer that. Right. Would prefer that. In yeah, my yeah. mind and in my life. <laughs> Yeah. Like growing up, at least, there was no bad board games. Yeah. Scrabble yeah. was a fun one. Scrabble was fun. But one day, Bill got a gift. Yes. Because I know Bill wouldn't buy this for himself. Yes. And I think, I think it was a bad board game. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were the person who yes. gave it to me, yes. I apologize. Deep apologies. You never know okay. with these things. It looked good the on the box. Yep. The game was called Smath. Sm say it again? Smath. Smath. Math with an S in front. That's right. Okay. You know where that S comes from? I think. Tell me. Scrabble. Scrabble math. Scrabble math. Huh. So as opposed work? to spelling out the word race car, yes. north to south on your Scrabble board, yes. you get uh, numbers, division signs, multiplication Whoa. signs, minus signs, and you have to make equations. Jesus. Equations. Oh, my God. I already have a headache thinking equation -nation. about that. Equation-nation. God, equation -nation. Yeah. And, like, oh. I was a guy – I was a mathlete. I was an athlete, but I was also a mathlete. Billy is, for the record, incredibly good at quick mental math. Like math. Very, very good. I like math. Yes. So whoever got me this gift was probably like, hey, Billy's going to like this gift. Yes. You know what Billy didn't play? This gift. Smath. <laughs> It's the first act break. It is so funny. A math board game. I mean, it makes logic. It's like that is like one of the things that just makes like cerebral intellectual sense that that would be a Scrabble companion. Right. In practice, homework. Right. It feels like homework. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a song to play, Adam. Okay. Do we have a, a numbers-driven song, a board game-driven song? Board game-driven song, or is right. there like a theme for one of these board games? We're talking smath. We're talking, <laughs> We're talking smath mouth. Smath mouth? Hey now, you're an all-star? <laughs> Smath Mouth? Do you know a deeper cut from Smath Mouth? Oh, about me walking up. I think That's that definitely them? Oh, yeah. That's definitely them. Oh, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Should we do that? Smath Mouth. Should we might as well be walking on the sun with Smath Mouth? Smath Mouth. Okay. We'll be right back. You're an all-star. Come in by it just to stay in the click. So 
should feel so With the tears Because our baby's life has been revoked The bond is broke Got so choked up and full Kiss on the clothes of Mr. Wills I can't reform No God like Hocus Pocus So don't sit back Kick back and watch the world get bushwhacked News that's in your neighborhood Is under attack Put away the crack before the crack Put you away You need to be there when your baby's old enough to relax Welcome back to Act Two of the No Joke Podcast. Today we're talking about board games. That was Smath Mouth. Smath Mouth. <laughs> walking on the sun. Talking about uh, bad math puns yes. for a second. Yes. I don't know if this is a national chain. Yes. But there are a few in Los Angeles. Yes. And it combines two of my favorite things. Yes. But unfortunately, two rights make a wrong. Okay. Okay? Yes. So this place, I've never gone in it. Okay. So I can only kind of tease it. Okay. But based on its name, yes. it seems pretty clear that it's for weirdos. Okay. It's called Mathnasium. Oh, yeah. Mathnasium. I've also seen that. That is not a pun. That's right. There is no correlation between gym and, and math. math. No, the vowel There's no sounds... play on words. No. There's no corresponding letter. Auditorily completely different words. Right. I think that the pun, if I had to take a swing... Yes. Because I also have seen that storefront. Mathnasium. I think that the A-T in math is an A+. Is an A plus. Okay. Now, that's not a pun, but no. I just... The, that's Visually, I think that's the sort of like visual cleverness that they are demonstrating. There. Isn't it like M A plus H nasium? Doesn't help with the word. Doesn't help. Because it's one word <laughs> and the word is mathnasium. <laughs> The appropriate word is gymnasium. Gymnasium. Gym and math. Yeah. Can we find any sort of correlating word? I don't word? think so. Mathnasium. Mathnasium is a real reach at a pun. Like, for me, I want to go in there and see kids playing dodgeball, except the dodgeballs are puffy, plus signs, minus signs, division signs. Now that's fun. That would be it's a, not like that. Though, that's a mathnasium yes. for me. It's probably just a study hall. I've never gone in. Yes. I've don't never gone to. in. Yeah. If you or someone you know or love yes. has gone into a mathnasium, yes. tweet it us at no joke pod email yes. no joke pod at gmail.com yes tell us that it's more fun than just study than hall. just study hall save us from what we think is a very bland and weird store bad pun called mathnasium please now speaking of numbers and board games uh it just occurred to me that my younger brother jake uh was a connect four addict mm. when we were growing up okay. and that was like hit that was his board game and we i we played a lot my brother and i played a lot of connect four together okay and he had this and he'll get a kick out of me saying this but i probably he still does. He had this weirdly irrational conf. My brother is incredibly reasonable. Yes. It's just like a deeply reasonable guy. Humble. Humble. Had a irrational confidence when it came to specifically Connect Four. Wow. He would win a lot, and he, like, Jake is really smart and does have, like, kind of a good, like, spatial mathy brain a little okay. bit. Okay. And he was just good at it. And he would beat my parents, and he would beat me, and he was like, we would beat him too, but, like, he was kind of the best one at it in the family. Right. And he was like, he had this very uncharacteristic irrational arrogance when it came to connect four and he's like i will never lose really like, i'm amazing at this i am a connect four pro and was he 
He was good, but like, okay. again, like, I'm reading the, that. I'm reading through that. Out of the context of our family, it was hard to tell. It's not like we were going out to connect four tourneys. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? Because we had friends who, at least I had friends growing up, where it was like, they would say, like, you'll never beat me in Mario Kart, and I would never beat them in Mario yes. Kart. There yes. were certain friends that, like, their irrational confidence came out in ways that there was like, it's actually rational. It's like they've they, hacked it. They know it. They're the elite. Yeah. Was Jake the elite? <laughs> Again, hard to say. In our small nuclear family of four, right. for sure. Okay. For sure, he Got was it. the elite. Small, that's a small... Small sample size. Small sample very, size. Very, very small sample size. Rajon Rondo, point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, yes. is also a diehard Connect Four fan. Diehard. And like... Crossing lines. Yes. Crosses lines seems like it takes it way too seriously. Yes. But like he plays children and defeats them at, with no mercy. Right. With no mercy. Right. He wants people to videotape it. Uh, like he wants it to be a viral video of mm-hmm. like him wiping this nine-year-old at Connect Four. Is there patterns? I'm not a huge Tic Tac Toe guy. But yeah. I know that there's a few sort of winning strategies. Yes. Are there certain foolproof patterns where if you are the first person, there are certain ways that you can guarantee victory? I don't think – if we had a Connect Four expert right. like my brother or right. someone here to talk to, I think that they would say yes. But that's I was never toe. So I'm talking about tic tac toe first, which oh, is yeah. just three by three by three. Obviously, Connect Four is so many more than that. Yes. But I wanted to know if that exists with uh, tic tac toe, where there's a foolproof way of always winning, regardless of how your competitor responds. My instinct is always to start corner. I feel like it gives right. you the most agree the most malleability. Right. Yeah. I guess my question would then be if it does exist in tic tac toe. Can it exist, can it exist in, connect in Connect Four? I think it probably does. Right. I think that, like, that's what I'm saying. I think, like, Rondo, right. and to a lesser degree, my brother Jake, right. know, like, or just have an intuitive sense of these, like, Connect Four strategies. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right in front of you, strategies. Yes, Is Jake exactly. also a chess player? I don't know if he plays too much chess. He might do online chess. He was a big online poker guy, mm-hmm. but I he might do some online chess, but it, it's a similar thing where, like, Connect Four does require you to think, like, three, four, five, six moves ahead. Yeah. To, like, I'm building this diagonal connect, this yep. diagonal four. I need to lay the groundwork for this. Yeah. So, like, it is a little bit of, like, multidimensional thinking. Yeah. That and I literally just... multidimensional board games. It's up- Yeah. It's That's a right. rare upright board game. That's right. Love that. It was really nice. Did it's you... rare to put a fence. You rarely yeah. get to put a fence between you and a friend. At a table. Yeah. A table. Table-sized fence. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was really nice. Fill up that fence. Yes. Okay. Ch- you play chess? I played Were chess. You? I was never the uh, person who would bring out the chess board. Yes. But I did have friends who liked chess, and I liked that they liked chess. It seems very mature, like, very, like, mature and sort of, like, mysterious mm-hmm. and European. You're definitely aged up the second you say, <laughs> I play chess, I like chess. <laughs> and some of my less smart friends actually really like chess, which made me think, like, there's more to them than yeah. their just dumbness. It's true. Front. They yeah. like strategy. They like figuring these things out. Yes. So I was a chess friend when my friends were playing chess. Fun. I would happily sit, and I would actually love to get wrecked yeah. in chess. Oh, that's funny. It's fun to see someone be really good at something. It's true. And when you know you're not that good at it, yes. it's more fun to just be like, wreck me. Yes, exactly. Show me how to get wrecked in this game. That's right. Right. Yeah. I I mean, one of the most fun parts about – I never really took advantage of this when we lived in New York, but Washington Square Park is like the casual – is like a oh, yeah. chess oh, yeah. hub, like a global chess hub. That's right. Right. I don't know if you wrote on this with me. I definitely did. I think Dan Klein did yeah. for some reason or John Haskell. Yeah. We had to write commercials <laughs> for Pepsi Amped. Cool. Oh, I don't know if this product still exists. Yeah. Pepsi Amped. Like an energy drink probably or something. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's exactly yes. that. Yes. And the we were all in the writer's room and there was a bunch of good ideas being thrown around. And then <laughs> me and I think it was Dan Klein. Yes. 
uh, said, why don't we just dress somebody up in a giant can of Pepsi Amped? Yes. Make them a chess champion and then just go into Central Park or into Washington, Washington Square Park and just wreck everybody. Yes. And they did that. And he wrecked. He played 12 hands of chess. They got a, the Grand Wizard. I don't Amazing. know if that's the right word. but Put him in a silly big mascot costume. And he wrecked. He beat 12 people at once. Amazing. That idea went well. And then we said, let's bring that stupid ass can up to Rucker Park, <laughs> which is like a uh, Basque- street basketball hub. Street basketball hub. Mecca. Like you don't really joke around there. Nope. You're in Harlem. And we said, let's get a horse champion, someone who could just do any trick shot in the world, dress him up in a stupid-ass can of Pepsi Amped, play against some people at Rucker Park, and that can wrecked everything. That happened? Yes. Amazing. So you can go onto YouTube.com, type in Pepsi Amped, either chess or basketball, <laughs> and those things happen. But yes, those board games definitely occur in Washington Square Park, and sometimes a can of soda wins. And like, it's interesting. You you bring up a really good point, though, about like, you know, like my goonish friends were like amazing at chess, and I was like, wow, you're more nuanced and complicated than right. I thought you were. And like, it is fun how board games can reveal that. Like, like you were saying in the first act, like board games and competition is innately very revealing. Right. About a person's true personality. Like, right. when they're under duress or whether they're like re- it's so interesting and it and perpetually fascinating to see someone anyone really try at anything right really sort of apply right. their mind it's vulnerable it, it's vulnerable it's really vulnerable and it's really interesting and like i know that we can talk about this in the third act in the future but like i feel like my board game life has gone through like a bit of a sign curve pre pre Sega genesis pre video games i love connect four we were playing scrabble we were mm. playing trivial pursuit yeah we were playing board games like that video games happen and it kind of like oh well that's what i'm doing now right. like i don't want to play board games like i want to play video games we've advanced to this cool only right. never again dad leave me alone i'm playing right. video games but now that we're like in our 30s there is a bit of a board game renaissance right. i feel like especially in our friend group where we're getting together and having game nights quite frequently right and a lot of them are like running charades or like a fun fake mock trial that we're doing right but a lot of them is like who's got the hot new board game our good friend chris wendelkin busted out code breakers recently. Oh, right. i'm like for like months that's what we were doing just is, like playing code breakers together do you think that that is a time like that's what that's what people are doing on the timeline of history right now in response to how popular video games have Maybe. become or do you think that's our age i wonder i think it's probably a combination of, of the two i okay. think it's probably like an age thing of like we've ate a little bit aged out of like video games being so awesome or like right. so fun all the time because i'm seeing a lot of articles right now that are saying that books are making a renaissance books that the book industry that more books are being printed the publishing industry is actually like on an uptick for That's the amazing. first time in a very long time it's amazing and is it in, you wonder is it in response to blogs and just staring at our screens yes. all the time and just like that i think or, it probably is or is it an age thing where it's like i'm reading articles that say books are coming back yeah maybe so that's so interesting billy i think in my in my knee-jerk estimation it's column a and column b Got it's it. a little bit of both Got i it. do think that there is this like back to quote unquote back the first step of this like back to nature movement away from the cell phone is like let's ex- let's reintroduce ourselves to board games right and like group Analog, something entertainment, like that. right? Non-screen based entertainment. It's, nice. it's hard enough to find, but like it feels really good on the brain. Right, it just feels good to like read a full book and like long term. I feel like it's like the antidote, antidote for like ADD short term focus is like Monopoly. I mean, I thought you were going to say Monopoly was a risk because one game of Monopoly takes fourteen years. Sure, and it's just not like, mad about that. Yeah, to me, that's the best. Part. That's the best part. You leave it overnight on right. the table, like in whatever wherever sure. you left it. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is like a long term, long term focus to board games like people play those games risk and settlers of, of Catan. Right. i'm not like a big like larp or, or whatever role-playing game rpg 
player like that, but I know those games just like take a one D&D campaign can be like months and months right. and months. Right. And so that does feel good and does feel like an antidote to the constant Twitter scroll, right. short attention span thing. So it does feel like the opposite of that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, we have to go into another act okay. break, but I do want to tease what we're about to go into in the third act. Okay, Adam. great. We don't have an ad this act, okay. but Twitter has been aflame. It Twitter has been, has been a freaking no joke flame. On fire. So, a great listener of ours, his handle is Mac. I'm going to leave his last name off, okay. but you know who you're talking about, at Mac, and there's a few other letters that yep. follow. Yep, yep. He said something very <laughs> kind, I thought, frankly. Mm-hmm. He just tried to get something off his chest. Yes. He said that I've been a listener for a very long time. Yeah, I appreciate uh, it. I have no complaints about the show. I don't know if this is a question for Q&A, uh, for B&A, yep. Q&A with B&A, yep. but he had something he wanted to get off his chest. Yes. That if he could make one complaint, and not a complaint, but just a thought. One little note. The little bell. The little bell that plays before ads, Adam. The act break bell. He said it was a little sharp on his ears. We thought this was just a single complaint in the sea of compliments and thoughts that come across our Twitter page. Oh, Mac has sensitive ears. Turns out it wasn't. Nope. So we'll talk about that after the ad. Yes. After the act break, rather. But first, a song about bells. Ring my bell. You know that song? Done.
Welcome back to No Joke. That was Anita Ward's Ring My Bell. Lusto. Wow. We were dancing. That's a good in song. In the Bill. studio. Ring My Bell. When Bill was a DJ at Hot Skates, yes. call it 15 years ago, yes. a local roller skating rink, yes. we had CDs on top of CDs. Yes. And one section was all about disco. <laughs> yeah. And they were ranked in the most like uh, popular yeah. songs. Yeah. And I pulled out disc one, and I looked at track one, not knowing much about disco. Yes. And this song, Anita Hill. Ring my bell. Is it yes. Anita Hill? Ward. Anita, Anita Ward. Ward. Yes. That's more. Yes. Anita Ward. Ring yeah. my bell was track one, disc one, i.e. one of the greatest the disco ultimate. songs, the ultimate. It's it's impossible not to groove to that tune. We looked at the lyrics real briefly, and the background vocals <laughs> generally were just ring a ring a ring a ring a ring a ring. That's right. Love it. Such a good tune. Good tune. Yeah. Uh, act three of the No Joke podcast. Yes. We are talking about... We left you out with a little bit of a cliffhanger. There's cliffhanger. a bit of an act bell, an act break bell controversy. Right. Not even a controversy. Right. But, but Bill mentioned that. We had a listener say that we think that the act break bell is just a little sharp for my right. ear. It feels a little sharp. I tried to keep Mac anonymous. I'm just going to put it out there. His okay, name right. is Mac R. White. There we go. Mac R. White, you created an avalanche. An avalanche, my it friend. It can sometimes be the smallest thing. Maybe you just throw a little stone. That's right. But that stone hits another stone. That's right. Then a few more stones. Start rolling down the mountain. Exactly. Folks, stone started rolling down the yep, mountain. Yep, we're getting avalanched on. Okay, so should I just at least uh, read some of the Do responses? It, give us a recap here. Okay, got it. Yeah. So Mac put it out there. Yep. Mac put it out there, and then our, like, uh, he said, well, actually, I'll read exactly read what Read it he word said. for word, verbatim. Oh, got it. Sorry, I have to scroll through so Please. many. Avalanche. So, like Billy said, it's, an av- it's a bell avalanche. Okay, got it. Adam, will you vamp for a second? Please. Okay, got it. Um, yes, uh, Billy was mentioning before that he uh, was a DJ. Oh, you got it, Bill? <laughs> We're here. Okay, great. At No Joke Pod from Mac R. White. Okay, so I'm a few days behind. This isn't quite a Q&A, but the only thing, complaint, comment I've ever had about No Joke Pod yes. is the ad bell. Yes. It's so loud. So sharp. So loud. So alarming. Yep. It stings my ears every time. Stings hurts. It might just be me, but I have to let you know. Okay. Still love you. Still love you. And we love you too, man. And look, note taken, appreciated. We responded with some sort of light joke. We thought that would be the end of it. Yeah, exactly. And then a new comment followed his. Uh Uh-oh. From Hannah Nelson. Okay, Hannah. Hannah said, update... It is not just him. Oh, this gave me pause. Okay. I was like, okay. Well, that's just like, okay, so someone agrees. Big deal. It's not like everyone's agreeing. That's right. Got a handful of likes. Yeah. People liked that First comment. little red flag. Okay. Okay. But we still have some like locked and loaded fans. Yeah. Fans that like would never leave Ride us. or die. Come on. They like you everything. You guys love the bell, right? One of them is Runna. Yes. Runna has sent us all sorts of gifts. Been with us from the beginning. She rules. Definitely. Runna rules. She wrote back. Me too. Wow. I'm sorry. I still love you guys. Wow. The bell is killing us, folks. And oh. I, yeah, and you can tell that it's tough for Rudder to say. It's just like, I don't want to feel like I'm crutching, but like he's right and I love you still, but he's right. Right. So we got to really take that with a grain of salt, really take that to heart. Then we have another listener, Adam. Yes. Another just diehard, just was a huge supporter of Fun Size, sent mm-hmm. us candies, just rocks. Her name's Becca. Becca, one of our... Alzheimer's. We were waiting for her to come back and push back and be like, hey, they like the bell. We're keeping the bell. Exactly. Becca did not. Ouch. Becca said, I've been keeping the secret for months. Oh! We're losing everyone. You're sitting on this, Becca? People are jumping off the ship. Becca! Ben Jackson. Ben! Runs our Reddit page. Contributes to the Wikipedia. Does Super everything fan. we ask. He rules. Ben! I like the bell, 
but listening to it closer, now it seems a little sharp. Oh. I'll be sad to see him go. And it's already out the door. The Excuse listeners have me. spoken. Okay, Becca uh, comes back. Yes. It's a classic, but especially when I'm wearing earbuds, it's a little sharp for my sensitive ears. I understand. But he doesn't have to go down, guys. Just turn that little fella down a bit in the sound levels. Levels is the bell's a thing, been gendered right? now. The bell's been gendered as a boy. It is a he. It's a he. And well, the, audience, <laughs> the audience has decided that it is now gone. It's gone. It's just gone. We have no say in People this. People have spoken. But okay, we think that this People is just going to wash away. This is just some sort of funny yes. running joke. Yes. Bill signs on to Reddit one day. What's on Reddit? A huge poster <laughs> that now says in huge letters, rest in peace, no joke, Bell. <laughs> A surprisingly happy illustrated Bell underneath it. Bell. To uh, February 2016 through September 2018. Underneath it, it says... Killed by Mac R. White. Killed! It Jesus. has a birth date and a death date. Okay. Oh my God. This has. So then I said, honestly, like, this has gotten out of control. <laughs> this is all on Twitter yes. at No Joke Pod. You can read along if you're interested. Please this do. is all happening on Twitter. <laughs> I just wrote back. I just said, hey guys, like, I'm surprised that this has taken on such a fast moving conversation. And I'm equally surprised that the bell isn't now on our Wikipedia page. Yes. It feels like if yeah. you're going to bring up the Carly Rae Jepsons of the world and all the other things that we've talked about, the bell should now be on our Wikipedia really page. Kind of, the bell's been inserted into the meta no joke narrative. 30 for... seconds later, quickly, the bell, <laughs> which was introduced to the no joke podcast on January 12th, 2017, episode 56, Diners. Oh, wow. Signaled an ad break and was used to grab the listener's attention and consider purchases of Squarespace websites, HelloFresh meal plans, <laughs> and Warby Parker glasses, yep. among others. Wow. So then it just arrived. Wow. Then it just arrived. The no, the Wikipedia page has been updated. Mm -hmm. No Joke Nation sort of mobilized so quickly. Right. Really amazing. So now the question is, Adam, we ultimately have the final say. It's on us. We can listen to the listeners. They are in pain. Yes. I they are hurting. The bell is hurting. I believe them. someone even made a sort of a suggestion that they kind of uh, to sort of counteract as a contrast to the right. sharp ping. Right. They said, you know, the THX, which is like the George Lucas. Zoom. Can it be a crescendo so it's not so sharp? So all the like right. people are th this isn't just like a this isn't a complaint. It's just more of a this is constructive criticism. We're all trying right. to figure this out. This is yeah. a teachable moment. Teachable moment. Okay, got it. Teachable this is a teachable moment. moment for all parties. I think that's right. So look, gang, if you're so displeased with the bell. If it's sharp, if it's if it's tinny. What do you think it should sound like? We are open to all auditory and oral suggestions. What we want is for you to go onto No Joke Pod at Twitter. Go onto our Reddit page. Please. Email us, but ideally make it public so that we can get a little public feedback. Yep, yep. What should hashtag replace the bell? Hashtag replace the bell. Now, Adam, we're not dummies. We're fun with sound effects. We're funnies. What do you say we just shoot from the hip for a second? Great. What do you think would be a more appropriate sound effect than the bell? Well, what I like – before I answer that question because I don't have a good answer, Kay. I think what I liked about the bell – or yeah. I just think of like the functionality of it. Like it's a nice, quick, act-break kiss. It's yeah. just like a little kiss to let you know that we're leaving one act and entering an ad. Right. Or leaving one act and entering – well, does the bell play before the songs play? No way, acts? Jose. Just before the ads. Yes. It's we're letting trying you know to get their attention. Uh -huh. It's also a palate cleanser. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're talking about that one thing. We're about to have a swick – like a quick shift. Yep. We're about to talk quip toothbrushes yep. for a we're second. Talking Warby Parker, this is, this bell is a Pavlovian thing to let you know we're about to be selling a product. Literally on our Reddit page, yes. someone wrote said exactly that. That, that the a, bell is the Pavlovian yeah. ad.
That's right. Ad. It just lets you know that like an ad is coming. Right. Apparently, so, it's too sharp too for sharp. our sensitive too listeners' <laughs> ears. <laughs> too sharp. Right. Now, Bill, where did you, just for a little history, how did you uh, come across that bell sound effect in particular actually, in the first place? Yeah, it's a really long story. I'll try and keep it brief. Okay, great. I went on YouTube and downloaded a bell sound effect. Amazing. Wow, wow. Got it. <laughs> not hard. Not hard. Not it was long. That simple. Bill went on to Google and said, bell, bell sound, sound effect, effect, please. Download. Got it. Got it. But people hate it. Yeah. I haven't seen one pro bell. Not one pro bell. Not one pro bell. I'm pro bell. I'm, I thought I was pro bell, but right. look, I have to take in this new information. Billy and I, like he said, we're not dummies. We're evolved human beings. And right. We can take criticism. But are we puppets, Adam? We're if not they, puppets. If, what if Twitter one day said, hey, look, I don't mean to complain, but that Adam guy talks a little <laughs> too fast. Can you switch him out for someone who talks a little slower? That's right. And then or am I just going to be like, well, listen, the listeners wanted the listeners it. The you're out, buddy. Yeah. You're out. We have, yeah. a, lot to dis- we have a lot to kind of unpack here. It, yeah. It, I, I don't want to set – you're right. It's just like on one side of the thing, it's like we don't want to set a precedent where like the, t- like the tail is wagging the dog or whatever right. that phrase is. Is it a volume thing or is it the bell thing? Because let's just say Bill replaced the bell with a frog's ribbit. Yes. Okay? Ribbit. The, bill, the bell is now a ribbit. Ribbit. Would that be better? If it was the same volume, same volume. as the bell, yeah. would the ribbit be better because it's not as sharp? I think maybe so. I think that it has something – right now, if I'm reading the criticism correctly, it has something to do with the volume plus the quality and the nature of a bell ring, of a yeah, bell ding. it feels very sharp in yes. the earlobe. Sharp and loud. Got so it. if we can turn down, I, I, I think that if we can replace the sharpness with a different – I think the vol- I don't think the volume is an issue. Okay. I think it's the sharpness. Okay. So I think a ribbit might do it. I think some sort of uh-huh. – uh, I was even thinking that it could be like a shh. Quiet down? You're just – like, Okay. That's not great. That's, That's not, not great. We'll put it on the wall. That we'll is pull, not great. Put we'll, it on the, we'll put it on the board. Or spitball in here. That's in the maybe category. Yeah, maybe. Or add. Add? This is a, like a, <laughs> All right. So right now yeah. the bell is still the in first still place. The bell still We tried the frog. Yeah. We tried the shh. Yes. And we tried the add. Yes. Right now the bell is still in first place. If you, the listener of No Joke, have a better suggestion, find that sound effect and tweet it at us at No Joke Pod. We look. We can experiment with some different sound effects sure. here over the course of some episodes. Sure. This can be a bit of a trial run here, right? Yes, but that's the conversation on the bell for now. It's huge. We've heard you guys on Twitter. Conversation. We're raging. trying to wrestle it down to the ground and find a new sound effect. For now, it's still we the hear, bell. You are being heard. Right. You are being heard back. Ben, Becca, Runna, everyone. Right. We hear you. Right. We hear you. Hashtag replace the bell. Thank you. We have two minutes left. <laughs> we spent ten quick minutes talking about the bell. Yes. It was deserved. I just want to plug a quick thing, Billy, uh, which is our uh, esteemed colleague and headgum uh, president man, Amir Blumenfeld, has okay. a new podcast called Buckets. Right. I did the second episode. Billy, you just recorded the fifth episode, which I think right. dropped, I don't know, the other day. Yeah. But it's a great one, it's and I one. highly recommend it. And what sort of spurred me to that was that Amir, I thought, did a very clever thing, which his theme song for this Buckets podcast is literally like one – you discuss it mm-hmm. on your episode, like a second long. Right. Right. And sort of also serves that same bell function as a bit of a palate cleanser introductory or moving from the intro to act one of the podcasts. Correct. So it's just sort of another example of a way that uh, something can be used. Correct. Anyway, Billy, your podcast uh, episode, Buckets, is hilarious. Thanks. I would go download that. One other out. clever thing that Amir did yes. that we are now going to do. We're oh, yes. Just steal the idea from him. Steal I'm sure you're probably listening right now. It's ours now. Good artist borrow, great artist steal. Um, if you have questions for Q&A with BNA. Put them in the Apple uh, rate, review, and subscribe section. iTunes The comments. comment section. Please do. Here's why. Two birds, one stone. Yep. We get the question, and we also get the love. The love. We want that social love. Well. <laughs> right now, we only have like 265 reviews on iTunes. Let's I shouldn't say only. Not all, but just 
Would love to we see would love a three to at the see beginning. That. Absolutely. Would love to see a three at the beginning. Absolutely. So let us know. You can throw sound effect suggestions in there for right. hashtag replace the bell. Right. You can throw in questions for QA with BNA. You toss those in the iTunes comments. Give us a five star review. Let us know what you think. Need it. Need it. Adam. Yeah. What a weird third act. Board games. <laughs> we we have to at least try and mention something about the future of board games in 60 seconds. Okay, great. Just to this, the promise of the premise is that this show talks about our previous, current, and future lives with it. That's right. Adam, do you have any sort of idea for a future board game? I can kick it off if you want. Please do. Bill loves laser tag. Lasers. Bill loves laser tag. Yep. What about? Yep. A room, yep. a world yep. that incorporates laser tag, yep. but you're also on a very specific type of board. That's nice. So a lot of board games, you have to travel around the edge of the board. Oh, that's nice. You know, and do circles. So what if you are kind of like uh, you're armed. That's nice. You're armed with lasers. Yes. You roll a big glow-in-the-dark dice. Yes. You go to a cer- certain spot. Hop from square to square. And then maybe you need to shoot one another that's or nice. other things. That's good. It sort of combines a chess that's nice. Like almost like a human laser tag chessboard moment. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fun. Like, kind of like that. Yeah. Speaking of that, you know, there's a place a couple of miles outside of LA. Yes. That has larger than life games that you can play. Cool. This is actually how we'll round out the episode. Great. They have a. I wish I knew the name to properly plug them, but cool. I bet this these things exist in like the Midwest and all yes. around the country yes. as well. Yes. Life-size games, yes. meaning yes. that if you can assemble like 18 friends yes. and find one of these places, you can be – what are those soccer games where all the foosball. players – Human foosball. That's amazing. You can play human that's foosball. That's real? Yes. That's incredible. Where it's the uh, not the length of a full soccer field but like half. Oh, that's fun. And you fun. and all your friends are bungeed together and fun. you can only move so forward back and forth. Fun. Side to side. Fun. Those kind of games are A-OK by Bill. Way OK. Way A-OK. I feel like they're also like in the family of uh, Frisbee golf. Yes. You know, these like outdoor scale kind of- Scale them up. Scale them up. Scale them up. Board games, scale them up. I feel like the Escape the Room craze is a certain version of like, this is fun, like a fun video game genre, Escape the Room, scale it up human size. Role Let's play. Let's make the room. kind of like Clue. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Taking the board game and putting us IRL. in it. Yes. IRL. I think that is the future of Human board football games. seems sweet. I would legitimately like to do that together. Okay. That sounds <laughs> like we have a bachelor party. Catch us on the football Sounds like field. we have Bill's yeah. bachelor party lined up. <laughs> exactly. We will all leave with torn ACLs. <laughs> Foos Bill. Right. Yeah. Uh, as a final reminder, we've talked about it a bunch today. Q&A with BNA is now on Patreon. Yep. Patreon.com slash no joke pod. Yes. It has the bill guarantee yep. of a solid first step. Solid first step. Longer than fun size, we think you'll like it. Bell free. Right. Yep. Well, that was the board games episode. Good one, Bill. All right. We'll figure out this bell. We're going to figure it out. It's a journey. Life is a journey, not a destination. Wow. He's right. So I've heard. I saw that on a pillow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He stole that. He stole that (laughs) pillow. Well, for the board games episode, this is the No Joke Podcast, and I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast.